This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, March 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. The cherry blossoms are out and the nation's capital is slowing down for what promises to be a beautiful Easter weekend. We at AgriPulse hope you all will be enjoying it as well. Both houses of Congress on break now through next week. Officials with Syngenta say they welcome a broad review by the Obama administration of the biotech giant's sale to ChemChina. The two companies are voluntarily submitting the proposed merger to review by the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States. The interagency body authorized to review whether acquisitions of U.S. businesses or assets would harm national security. The committee, it should be noted, previously approved the Chinese acquisition of Smithfield Foods. Syngenta spokesman Paul Meinhardt says the transaction is crucial to maintaining choice and competition in seeds and crop protection products. Meinhardt says the deal will preserve the safety, reliability, and diversity of the global food supply. Syngenta notes that its rival Monsanto has brushed off concerns that Syngenta would get preferential treatment from Chinese authorities. Four members of the Senate Agriculture Committee, including the ranking Democrat Debbie Stabenow, pressing Treasury Secretary Jacob Liu to ensure that the review is broad and that it includes the Agriculture Department and the Food and Drug Administration. In a letter to Liu, the senators raised concerns that state ownership of a company such as Syngenta could lead to inconsistent or arbitrary treatment of U.S. farm exports. A report, China Policies Hammering Wheat Growers. Chinese wheat policies are responsible for cutting U.S. wheat farm revenue by 16% a year, or $653 million. That, according to a report prepared for the National Association of Wheat Growers and the U.S. Wheat Associates, the industry's trade arm. The report is an update of earlier studies of the impact of subsidies. A 2015 report put the loss at $550 million. Alan Tracy, president of the U.S. Wheat Associate, says the wheat industry is working with the U.S. Trade Representative to develop a possible WTO challenge to the Chinese subsidies. ConAgra to keep using GMOs. AgriPulse has been asking food companies whether they plan to reformulate away from biotech ingredients as they begin the GMO labeling requirement by Vermont. General Mills, Mars, Campbell Soup, and Kellogg all say they have no plans to substitute ingredients. A fifth company that plans to start labeling, ConAgra Foods, responded yesterday and said this, We expect some products to have the labels in the summer, and we will continue to offer consumers choices by making foods with and without GMOs. The statement doesn't go quite as far as saying the company doesn't plan to substitute any biotech ingredients. Heritage Boycott Vermont The Heritage Foundation is best known to many in agriculture for its criticism of farm programs. But the conservation think tank also is weighing in against mandatory GMO labeling. Darren Baxt, who analyzes agriculture policy for Heritage, writes that food companies should consider withdrawing their products from Vermont rather than complying with the biotech labeling law set to take effect in July. Back says that while some well-meaning consumers do want to know whether a product has a genetically engineered ingredient, the real aim of the labeling is to scare and mislead the public. They said it. NPR's food policy reporting team went online to start a discussion about GMO labeling. And one of the questions asked was whether Twitter users would be willing to pay more for products labeled GMO-free. The answers were all over the lot. 
Yes. No, I wouldn't buy it. And absolutely no. Students at University of Chicago would apparently vote no, too. The university's Environment, Agriculture, and Food Working Group told NPR that students there were surveyed about whether they would pay more for non-GMO. Most said no. One commenter responded to NPR with another question. Due to the inherent nature of growing food outdoors, is it even possible to label something as GMO-free with cross-contamination? Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, March 25th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Downley.